0: Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome back, everybody, to episode four of the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me. I am so happy that you guys are here, and I can't believe that I am already on episode four. This is crazy. Um, Today, I wanted to talk about a little bit um, about the line, the fine line between health and obsession, and it's something that I think about a lot. We talked a little bit last time um, in the last episode about how I felt when I started this food blogging journey, um, which I don't really consider myself just a food blog anymore, but I felt a lot about how I didn't really fit into that world. I felt really judged. I felt um, I just felt like a black sheep, I guess you can say. And I figured out later on in life as I progressed through this business and through this world and kind of got more comfortable with myself in in that I actually, um, in the grand scheme of things, I'm actually more the norm versus the black sheep. And I realized very quickly that It doesn't have to be black and white. It can be gray. And I know I keep talking about this theme about gray. And it's not just um, because I like the color. Um, I actually really like black and white. But I don't want to live in a black and white world. Part of that kind of stems from the fact that I um, just naturally am a very anxious person. I definitely have anxiety. I have learned how to deal with it. Um, Every year I get older, I learn more and more skills on how to combat anxiety and know what triggers me. And one thing I found out for sure is that when I have constraints on myself with anything, let, and as well as food, it triggers me. And so that to me is that line between health and obsession for me is that if I get obsessive over something, it's not good for my anxiety because it creates this bubble of feeling like I can't relax. I can't Step out of my box. I can't um, veer in a different direction. And with food, food being all around us, I mean, food is the center to so many things. If you look, you know, I think I've talked about this before, is that if you look at the history books, food brings people together. Um, I love going out to dinner. I love meeting friends for dinner. I love cooking for people and having dinner parties. And it's really a center to. Um, relationships and connections. And when food is a stressor, it affects those relationships and those connections. And we need that. We need love and relationships. And we need that kind of stuff. And I, I see now more than ever how interconnected everything is. And it's not just about your diet. It's not just about the way you eat. It's all about your mindset with it. Because I know people that have either a past or currently don't go out to eat a lot because it's so stressful for them. So I am not a licensed therapist when it comes to food issues um, at all. Um, I just I simply have a degree in psychology from um, my bachelor's degree um, along with bio but I do have a lot of experience and I've witnessed a lot of things and I see a lot of things in other people and I've been in the online world for a really long time. So I see it all around me and one thing I can say is if you don't know if your health is an obsession or if it's a true healthy um, lifestyle, ask yourself a few questions. Ask yourself, do you go out to eat without stress? When you go out to eat, do you feel um, the need to constantly think about where you're going, what you're going to order? Does it, give you physical symptoms of stress. Does you, do you get heart palpitations? Do you feel flushed? Um, does your heart, you know, do you have a rapid breathing? These are all things that are anxiety symptoms. And if some, if you feel those symptoms doing something, that thing brings you anxiety. And I have felt those before for different things. And food wasn't necessarily ever one of them for me personally. I think that being raised the way I did. I was raised with a pretty healthy relationship with food. Um, I do see the potential to allow it, which is why I'm so strict with not jumping on board and saying I'm vegan, I'm plant-based. I always say I mostly eat plants, but I also um, am able to veer and do other things if I want to. Um, I don't let going to a restaurant stress me out because when I go to a restaurant, I kind of order what I want to eat and what sounds good. I don't stress about what's in it. Um, The one thing I will say is that I am now gluten-free, and that is going to be a whole new episode. I want to get more into that later. Um, But I can see where that issue, and I'm doing it for health reasons um, because I have to, but I can see where that could trigger me. So I'm still learning how to adapt with that. Um, But in general, I, I... Really caution you about letting your diet become an obsession. I don't want to see anybody have it you know, interrupt their relationships and and their overall life. Um, it worries me. I have seen in my time online a lot of quote unquote vegan bloggers um, not saying they're no longer vegan. And um, saying that they have an eating disorder called orthorexia. And then I also see a lot of other people attack them for that. Saying that they're using it as an excuse to just drop the vegan diet. Um, saying that they they were liars. They were fakes. And gosh, I, I'm i really saddened by that. I don't believe that somebody would claim an eating disorder just to say they're not eating a certain way. I mean, maybe some people would, but the people that I'm thinking about, no. I, I don't think they do it for attention. I really don't. I think that what happens, and I, I know this because I was in that spot, is you get into this online world of influencers in a certain category, whether it's vegan, whether it's keto, whether whatever it is, and you have all this pressure to be a certain way because you have followers and people that you know, look at you as the go-to person. And there's a lot of pressure in that if you allow it. And for me, when I met my business coach that I talked about before, she really helped me become who I am. And I hate to be super cheesy about it, but I feel like I went from a bud to a flower when I when I met her and was able to be myself. And I gained a much stronger following when I was myself, because I was relatable. I was relatable to people. And and although there are people in this world that, you know, are very strict vegan, very strict whatever, um, that's not me. And I think most of us are not. Most of us do want to live in the gray. And we feel the pressure of society, whether it's to be thin or to eat a certain way. And we look at these influencers and we follow them and, and think that, oh, if we do something different, it's not okay. Because look at them. They're there, you know, it's kind of look at looking, um, looking up to like baseball players, a young, you know, my son is a baseball player and looking up to them. And that's why there is this responsibility on us that those of us are, that are online to make sure that we are being real and being um, open and not sending a message we don't intend to send, but there is so much pressure and I could see, especially, you know, I'm considered old in the influencer world I feel like I'm turning 43 in July and I'm considered old really um there's a lot of young influencers and I just think maturity wise they haven't realized that you know be yourself and you'll have those people that are meant to be your readers and your followers come to you you shouldn't go to the people they should come to you and they should you should attract that audience and this is what my business coach always teaches and what she taught me and that is how I am where I am um but i do think it's awful that these young people that are coming out as oh i can't do that anymore and i have orthorexia and orthorexia is a real thing you guys it is an eating disorder and it should be taken seriously and to see people you know um, talk so badly and be so negative about these influencers that are coming out and being and talking about orthorexia it it makes the general population those of us that you know the, the people that are looking up to these influencers and seeing all these comments and it makes them feel like it's not okay to have something wrong. It's not okay to approach your issues head on and deal with them. And that to me is the biggest problem of society is that we have, all of us have issues, especially in the mental health um, world. And it's so taboo. It's so taboo to do anything. And And this is why I'm trying so hard to have a um, world with my boys, a food world that is comfortable, that is, um, you're able to be flexible, that there we don't have taboo foods. Um, yes, in our house, the boys know that we eat mostly plant-based because of dad. Dad has a condition and he, that's the way his body functions best. And, um, those of you that Didn't listen to my other podcasts. In short, my husband had health problems, heart problems, and his cardiologist, his doctor. This wasn't just some random we decided to do, but his his cardiologist suggested he change to a plant based diet. And within three months, he was off of all of his medication. So clearly, that's what works for him. Now, you know what does it work for me and the boys? I mean, I feel like every day, every week, every month, every year, we find out more about us. I know for me as I, my body's changing and, um, I'll talk about this more in another episode when we we chat about my gluten-free situation. Um, I don't know a hundred percent what is best for me at this point. My body went through early menopause and it's completely changing, um, every day. Um, whether it's the right thing for my boys, they're going to figure that out as they get older. Right now, They eat at home, and at home we eat mostly plant-based, and so it is what it is. Um, But when we go out, we let them experiment and try different things because I want them to have a really good relationship with food. I don't want them to feel – I don't want it to become an obsession. I want it to be healthy. And when we talk about healthy, again, I talk about healthy body and mind, and it's not just about what you put into your um, mouth and how it feeds your body. It's how it also feeds your mind, and that is so important because when your mind is stressed, you release cortisol, and – we, too much cortisol is, wreaks havoc in your system, lowers immunity. It It's just not good for you. And so you're sitting there eating all these, you know, let's say you're, you know, you're super strict um, raw diet. Let's, I'm going to, sorry, I don't mean to make fun of you. I'm not making fun of anybody that wants to do a raw diet. Good for you. But if you're a very strict raw diet and the idea of eating something cooked or something that's not raw brings you stress and you're constantly anxious, the health that you're, think that you're giving yourself with this raw diet um, is really going to be counteracted by the cortisol that is wreaking havoc to your system because of the stress you're putting upon yourself. So you really need to look at the big picture here. It's not just what you're eating for your nutrients. Um, And that's just something, you know, I know through experience and through the research that I've done and read about and a lot about what I learned when I was in college about um, stress and how it affects you. I will never forget the time that I had a live when I first decided to really grow into my brand of balanced plant-based eating and, you know, being real and, um, talking about my reality, I did a live and I talked about that. And, um, a lot of people made assumptions that I was, uh, you know, vegan, but I never said that. And even on my, about me, um, on my website, it talks about how we're not, um, but a lot of people make this assumption. And. It was interesting because when I did this live about, you know, my truth, and, um, and I don't want to say my truth because I never really lied about it. I, I just, people made assumptions, as I said, but I really went into depth about how we eat, how we deal with things, um, our attitude. I got so many messages from people thanking me for doing this because they felt so much stress constantly having to eat vegan, plant-based foods that they felt like a rock was lifted off of them, that I gave them this permission that it was okay not to. And it really struck me. And that was the moment I realized that us influencers online, those of us that have businesses and websites all about food and, and, and eating and stuff, we really have this responsibility to tell our truth and to be real because people are looking at us and I don't know why they thought that they couldn't be um a little more relaxed and and not let the stress take over my guess is because they followed other people that were super hardcore um but I'm so happy that I gave relaxation to people and I took away stress and it's so important um But again, like maybe for you, you you're 100% vegan because you are, you know, you're in it for the ethical purposes of it and the idea of doing anything but stresses you out. So remember that this, the stress is not just for one thing. It's individual. Every one of us is different and you have to do what's right for you and just know that you're doing the best you can. You're doing the best you can because you guys, we have one life to live and that life, you really do need to come first because if you're not at your best, you're not the best mom, you're not the best wife, you're not the best friend, you're not the best daughter, you're not the best sister, um, you're not the best person if you don't take care of you first. And even if taking care of you means doing something maybe harmful or what's looked at as harmful to somebody else or something else, you guys, that's okay I mean, if most of what we do is wonderful, it's okay to say no. It's okay to do something against the norm if that's what works for you. Because we're important. We're our mental health is really, really important. And um I just I want you guys to know that. That is my number one truth that I strongly believe that I know I'm a better person today because I'm taking more care of myself and I'm owning who I am and I'm owning what matters to me and what works for me and what doesn't work for me and I'm not caring about how somebody judges me for it Um, because I know my family is benefiting big time. Um, We are, as I'm recording this right now and this may not be the time that you listen to it, but as I'm recording this right now, we are still in self-isolation from this whole COVID virus and I have to tell you that challenging as some days are um we're doing well you know we're happy we're having fun we're doing the best we can and i know for a certain fact that if i hadn't done all the self work i have been doing the last year and a half to two years this would not be going as smoothly as it is (laughs) um so take care of yourself you guys number one and i'm always here for any questions and um any fears or anything, feel free to get a hold of me in all the ways that you can. Email, Instagram messages, um, Facebook messages. I'm not as great with Facebook, but there's email and Instagram messages are my like number one place that I'm always with people. So get a hold of me. Don't live a life of stress. Don't let food take over and um, be an obsession. And um, stay tuned because next episode we are going to talk about the extremes and why these extremes perhaps may be pushing you over into the obsessive line versus the healthy line. And surprise, surprise, the extremes are happening at both ends of the spectrum. So stay tuned for next episode. Thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate you all and we'll chat soon. Bye-bye.